0: Let us bow together in prayer. Our God and our Father, we thank Thee this morning for the privilege that we have of the opportunity to worship and to glorify the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank Thee, Lord, for drawing us together into this meeting house today, that we might draw near unto the Lord and so that the Lord will draw near unto us. And we thank Thee that through that sacrificial death of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can have the assurance today that You have promised that You'll never leave us nor forsake us, and that You'll be with us right to the very end of time. Dear God and Father, we thank Thee for every blessing that we have received through from Thy hand throughout this week. Thank Thee for the wonder of souls redeemed and sins forgiven for that means of grace and that hopes of heaven that we can say, Father, all praise to thee be given because you have given all. And we do thank thee that you did give all. You gave your only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. And we thank thee that he laid down his life there as a ransom for our sin so that none of the ransomed would ever know how deep was the water crossed. Or how dark was the night that the Lord went through just to find a sheep that is lost. Lord, we recognize this morning that we have been born in sin. We have been shapen in iniquity. We we, we recognize this morning that, that our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. But we give thee thanks for everything, O God, that you have given. Because the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanseth us from all sin when that sin is confessed before thee, and when that sin is turned from. And, Father, we pray that thou would give us that grace today to turn while that the Savior and mercy is waiting and turn away from our sin and from our shame and from all things, O God, that would displease thee. And turn again and serve that risen Lord Jesus Christ, laying our our lives at his feet today laying everything that we have in his hand, that he can lift us up, and, Lord, that we might serve thee as thou deservest, that we might give, O God, this morning everything we have and not count any cost, that we might follow thee, O God, in every path of our life and not heed any wounds or any scars, and that above all else that we might know that we are in the perfect will of God, as we do his will and follow his way. And so we ask that you would help us in our walk with thee, that in all our ways that we would acknowledge thee, so that thou wouldst direct our path. We pray for this service this morning. We ask, O God, that you would draw close to every soul that is gathered here. We pray, Lord, for those who would listen online today. We ask our Father, whatever the needs may be, in individual lives throughout this service, that Thou would graciously and tenderly and lovingly come and minister to that need today. And Father, we pray that through the meeting together here, and through the preaching of Thy Word, and in all that we would seek to do, that we might know of someone who has come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Saviour. Grant, O God, that sense of calling this morning as we come before Thee, And as we worship thee in spirit and in truth, and we pray it all in the name and for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you would turn with me, please, to the book of Deuteronomy, and I want to read to you some verses from chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8 is a, a story of how that Moses looked backwards and onwards, as he uh, came to that place of leading God's children into the the promised land. And as we today as a nation look back on the life of Queen Elizabeth, I want us to look forward, and I want us not only to remember that this is a time to remember, but this is also a time to redeem. And surely our land needs redemption today. So let us hear God's word from uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. All the commandments which I command thee this day shalt ye observe to do, that ye may live and multiply, and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to give unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these forty years in the wilderness to humble thee, and to test thee, to know what is in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or not. And God humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee thee known, that man doth not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God, doth man live. Thy raiment grew not old upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart that as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God to walk in his ways and to fear him. For the Lord thy God bringeth thee into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and depths that spring out of valleys and hills, a land of wheat and barley and vines and fig trees, and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land which thou shalt eat bread without scarceness, thou shalt not lack anything in it, a land who, whose stones are iron, and out of those hills thou mayest dig bronze, that thou, when thou hast eaten and art full, when thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he hath given thee, Because, sorry, beware, that I forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping the commandments, and in his ordinances, and in his statutes, which I command thee this day. Ending there at verse 11, and we pray that the Lord would bless the reading of his word to every one of our hearts for Christ's sake. Amen. In place of the uh, children's address today, uh, I understand that there's been a, a, a children's video prepared and that will be shown to you right now.
1: It's with profound it's with sadness, but also great thankfulness. But also, that we, remember, thank Her that we, we remember, remember Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II that we serve and defend faith of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II as British longest, longest reigning monarch. The majority of us have never known a long reigning Queen Elizabeth II. The majority of monarch. us have never known a time when she, she is Elizabeth a Constant and President in an ever-changing world. She has been a constant presence when she in was ever changed in the world, King Edward VIII, abdicated when she was 10, and her father, King, 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 King Edward VIII, abdicated in, in 1947, King the George, George married Prince Philip the Duke in, in 1947, Edinburgh, and they were married for 73 years. years, the Duke of Edinburgh, the and they were married in the seventy-three grandchildren.
2: The queen had four children,
1: eight grandchildren, and twelve she saw many grandchildren. prime ministers come and go. She saw many prime ministers come and go. Although the Queen was a world leader. She was consistently kind, although the party was worldly and respectful, she was consistent. she bestowed kind, honor on those who made great contributions reciprocal. to society. She bestowed honor but on she those also who made great contributions, contributions to, to society, whose work when she also paid to ordinary people, whose work when carried out her duty and her, her country, country. Cheerfully and faithfully carried out her duty to her country. The cheerful and faithful Christian and was always open about the her queen faith. was also a Christian. Six months and was all her coronation about her. She faith. asked the people of the Commonwealth six and months.
2: Before night her, her coronation
1: kingdom, to pray she asked the people of the common God, God may give me night wisdom and kingdom and strength to pray, for to pray for her to carry out the so God promises me I choose to can and strength, and that I and may carry out the solemn penances and I you. shall be making all the days and that of my I may life. faithfully serve him and God you and certainly all the days of, days of my, my life throughout her reign. God has certainly answered these prayers. In her 2002 her Christmas Day broadcast, she said, In her 2002 I know Christmas, Christmas Day, broadcast, I rely on my f- faith. She, she said, I the know just how much I rely on my faith. Each strike is me. a new beginning. The good times, and I draw back. strength from the message. Each of day is in a new Christian beginning. gospel. I draw strength from the magnitude of the she called Jesus her inspiration. In 2014, she and Jesus. Jesus, her inspiration, stretched out his hands, role model love and kindness, and he used stretched out his hands in love. Jesus is the King of the kings on the cross. The ruler, Jesus, Jesus is the King, and creator of, kings, of the whole, whole world. The ruler, Yet He came, came and creator of not the whole be world. Yet He came to serve In two thousand and eleven, the priest spoke of our need for salvation. In two thousand eleven, the priest spoke of our need for salvation. From God sent into the world for unique person She said, "Neither a philosopher nor a general, the world, a unique, person, important though they are; neither a philosopher nor a or general, general with the power to think, though they are, but a savior we will with the forever be called and inspired." By her determination to, to dedicate, dedicate her life and inspired. to her throne, by her determination to dedicate, to dedicate her life to we her honor, her people her and years her years of God. service devote on her, both her country her and her years God. of service, and we thank Jesus to both her country and God for our and we thank Jesus who served to. King her king.
0: for our queen who served her king now the boys and girls their praise is he's got the whole world in his hands. so let's, let's stand together and praise God for that. Let's bow in prayer again as we bring to God our prayers of intercession, as we intercede for others. And I want us to especially remember this morning the royal family as they face tomorrow. I want to, you to remember the service that will take place there, that the precious truth of God's word will be given. And that's a big responsibility and a big uh, task. I want to pray for those who will come to the service, funeral service tomorrow from different parts of the world, that God would speak to them by his grace and by his word. So let's bow together in prayer. Our loving Father, we bow again before thee, And we thank Thee for the access that we have into Thy presence uh, through the power and through the privilege of prayer. Thank Thee that that was made all possible for us through the death and through the resurrection and ascension of the Lord Jesus Christ, who at the right hand of God this morning ever sitteth making intercession for us. And we come this morning as a people that need Thee, we know, O God, that every moment of every hour we need thy grace, we need thy help, we need thy mercy, and Father, as we acknowledge that this morning, we would come and bring before thee the members of the royal family. I think especially this morning of King Jar- King Charles the Third, and we ask O God that you would come to him, and Lord reveal to him the Necessity of the saving faith that his mother had in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, our oh God, that you would come to him this morning and and to members of his family and help them to realize that death is not the end, but death is only the beginning. beginning of a life that is either saved or lost. And Lord, that they may know today that it is only those who are saved by the grace of God that will go with to be with Christ in heaven. And those who are not saved, they will not go there, but they will go to that place that God has uh, promised for those who reject him, that awful place that he calls hell. And Father, we commend the royal family to thee today. We commend them, O God, to your grace and Lord, as, as the King has taken that vow to maintain the Reformed faith, we ask, O oh God, that you would give him that grace to do so. We ask, our God, that you would give him that help in every way. But, Lord, above all else, that he might acknowledge thee to direct his path. We pray for the service tomorrow, and we want, O oh God, to see the name of Christ glorified. Father, we pray for those who would take part in that service, that it might not be a a service of just little stories, but it might be a service that would exalt the name of a risen, glorified Savior. And as they would uh, remember uh, a dead monarch tomorrow, that they would remember that those who live in Christ will live for all of eternity that they will realize that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. And those who die and believe in him, the Bible tells us, will never die, but they will live for all of eternity. And so, our Father, we commend those who will take part tomorrow in that service. We ask that it might be a service where God will be glorified, where Christ will be exalted, where the cross of Christ would be uplifted, but above all that souls might be drawn to those nail-pierced hands. And see there from his hands and from his feet and from his side as that sorrow and love flow mingled down and that they would realize tomorrow that they can do nothing to obtain their own salvation and that they would come with nothing in their hands to bring but simply to the cross to cling. Father, we commend that service to thee. We commend our nation to thee today. Lord, our nation which is full of emotionalism. And Father, we pray that you would come to it afresh. And Lord, we pray again, wilt thou not revive us again, O God, that thy people might rejoice in thee. We ask our Father that you would come to this land of ours, this beloved land of ours, and turn it away from sin. Turn it back unto righteousness, unto Christ. Turn it again, O God, from the the desecration of the Lord's day and the desecration of the commandments of God to turn it again to the words of Christ to honor his word and to obey his path. And Father, for this congregation today in, in vacancy, we commend it to thee. We commend the convener, the members of Kirk session and members of the congregation all. And we ask that you would Lord, minister to their need, and lead them, Lord, where you want them to go, and lead the one, Lord, that you want to be minister to minister here uh, to them. And Lord, as the uh, winter activities begin this week, we just lovingly commit them all to thee, and we ask that in all things that is done and said from this place, that it might indeed be a light unto the, pa- the pathway of men to find that peace with God that passes all understanding. Pray for members of the congregation this morning going through difficult times. Pray for those, Lord, who we know who are going through those difficult moments, young people and elderly as well. And, Father, we ask that you would come to each one, that you would minister, O God, according to their need and according to your grace. And, Lord, that they would know that grace in a very real and meaningful way and so our father we just commend all these things to thee this morning and we ask them all in the precious name of our lord and savior jesus christ and for his sake and glory alone amen we're going to stand and praise god again with the hymn lord for the years your love has kept and guided I want to acknowledge the welcome that I have been given earlier in the service and for the welcome that I received up in the prayer meeting. It's a joy to be back with you here today in this uh, lovely meeting house and I pray that God will bless us as we meet together around his word. I have taken uh, today my reading from Deuteronomy chapter 7 and or chapter 8. And I I simply would entitle the message, A Time to Remember and a Time to Redeem. A Time to Remember and a Time to Redeem. And I would just start there, uh, just with those words that were written so many years ago. Have you ever stopped to wonder what this life is all about? Why you're here and where you're going when your lease of time runs out? Maybe you've been far too busy trying hard to reach your goal. Would you let me ask you kindly? Have you thought about your soul and we have been remember, We have been reminded many times throughout this past week of how that her majesty the queen has uh, she laid down her her life there not for uh, anyone in particular but for she give our life to this nation of ours, and uh, we can give thanks today for that, a life that was lived in in, in service to others. But there's a far, far greater person than that, and that is God himself. And there's no equal with God this morning because God has given everything that he has for you and for me. There in that second verse of Deuteronomy chapter 8, We are reminded that thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to test thee, to know what is in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or not. And we can say today that we can remember all the way, well, some of us can, of how that The decline in our nation has uh, gone to a, a height that I never thought would ever ever reach. And so I want to, you to remember this morning that this is a time to remember the way that God has led you. This is a time to remember the way that God has provided for you, and this is a way to remember today what God's provision for you is in Christ. God's faithful promise of salvation is in heaven. As we remember the destruction of uh, wars and and rumors of wars and all the the, um, destruction that took place in in this province of ours over the years. We remember this, that we we could be filled with bitterness, we could be filled with fear, we could be filled with trembling. But we need to remember that in in control of all these things, there is the Lord God Almighty. And there, uh, Moses calls the people to remember all the way that that the Lord God led them to deliver them. And that takes you and I right back to Calvary today. Whenever we remember of, of what God had done upon that center cross at Calvary, Whenever we we look at that today, we can see there the three crosses. We can see three men, but we can only see one hill. And on that hill, there was one man who was cursed. There was one man who prayed, and there was one man that promised. There was one man that was condemned in his sin. There was another man who was forgiven from his sin. And there was another man who was innocent of sin. There was one man died in his sin, there was one man died to sin, and there in the center cross there was one that died for sin, one man that was held by death, one man that was released by death, and one man that conquered death. One lost his life and his soul, the other gained life and glory, and the third one was life. And in him is life eternal life, when we can remember today that the Lord Jesus Christ was given to deliver us from our sin, deliver deliver us from all the iniquity that we have committed, to deliver us from the wrath of God that is due to us for sin, and to deliver us from the path that leads to a Christless eternity, to set our feet upon that uh, road that leads to heaven and to home. So it's a time to remember that we have been delivered. Time to remember that we can be delivered. And a time to remember of Christ's death. It's also a time uh, to keep... You remember whenever the Lord Jesus Christ came into that uh, place called Gethsemane. Of how he asked the disciples there to pray. He asked them there to earnestly pray, watch while he would go in yonder. And I have no need to remind you of that story that they failed the Lord in the place of prayer. And as the Lord Jesus Christ stood in that garden and wept, those great drops of blood falling from his head. He was doing it for you and for me. He was doing it because he loved us, because God loved us so much that Jesus knew he was going to Calvary and that he was going to die for our sin. And as we would remember today, and I'm quite sure that the Queen would have remembered very clearly, some of you may remember, I don't know, uh, maybe looking around congregation, not, but the last world war when there was 50 million people who were killed in that war. There wasn't one drop of blood that was shed in that war that could wash away one sin. But yet we thank God today that the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross is able to cleanse us from all sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That blood of Jesus Christ that was shed so freely is an offer to you and I today when we confess that sin. There is a time to remember not only the deliverance that Christ uh, has given to us and the promise to keep us, it's a time to remember that it is the, the words of God alone that should be our direction in life. Moses there reminds the people, and he says this, that thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee to humble thee and to test thee, to know what was in thine heart, whether thou wouldst keep his commandments or not. You know, whenever God delivered those commandments on that to, to Moses from Mount Sinai, the first four commandments were given to remind people of their duty toward God, to remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy, to have no other gods before him, to have no other idols in their lives not to take the name of the Lord our God in vain. And here Moses is reminding the people that that these are the commandments that God had given, uh, that whether they would keep the commandments or not. And you know, God in his command says this, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, and all that we have is thine. Was not what he, he said to the prodigal son, the prodigal son's brother, Whenever he, the, the prodigal come back from that far country, away far from God, far from his father's his house, and whenever he come back, the father welcomed him back with open arms, showing us today that there's pardon and forgiveness for all sin and showing us today that there's a savior who welcomes us home. But you know, in that, that older brother, he was filled with bitterness And filled with hatred and filled with discernment. Because he he, he knew that the father had welcomed his wayward brother home. But that assurance that the father gave the son, that older son that day. he He said, son, all that I have is thine. And you know, Jesus Christ today says this. He says, all that the father has given me, I give you. And he says, I give you eternal life, and ye shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck you from my hand. So as we remember today that, that time whenever Jesus died on Calvary, remember that time whenever he shed his blood, remember whenever he rose from the grave, whenever he ascended up into glory, we can remember too that one day he's coming back. And he has promised that. And we must never, never forget that. We must never forget that one day the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back in the clouds. And as those angels stood there in Acts chapter 1 before the disciples, they said, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Savior will so come in like manner as you will see him go. And one day every eye will see him and every tongue will confess that he's Lord, to the glory of God the Father. You may not recognize that this morning, but I can assure you from God's word that you will. Because if you don't recognize him as your Savior, you will recognize him that day, And as it's revealed to us in the book of the Revelation, you will recognize him as your judge. And one day, he's, co- he's coming back again, He's going to judge the earth, and he's going to judge those who have rejected him and cast them away from his sight for all of eternity. You know, that word remember appears lovingly in the the book of the Revelation. And there in that second chapter of Revelation in verse 5, the Lord Jesus Christ said to John, there he said, John, I want you to tell the people there in Ephesus, to remember therefore from where thou hast fallen and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy lampstand out of its place, except thou repent. And so God rem- reminds us today from his word that we would repent from sin, and that we would do our first works and turn back unto God. And then he reminds us in Revelation chapter three and verse three. He said, "Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon upon thee." And that again reminds us of the Lord Jesus Christ. Time to remember, and then we go on to see a time to redeem, because. We're told here, in verse six, said, "Therefore thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, to walk in thy ways, and to fear him." And uh, Moses was reminding the children of Israel there, as they journeyed uh, towards the, the promised land, that God had humbled them and suffered them to hunger; He had suffered them in many, many things. But, they, but Moses reminded them this, that man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And as we today as white and I trust that you are as missionaries for Christ, whether it's in your own home and school or wherever, as we go out as, as ambassadors for Jesus Christ, Moses there reminds us in verse 11, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his ordinances and his statutes, which I command thee this day. One of the things that really grieves my my heart, and I love love football, always have, but one of the things that has grieved my heart greatly in these last days has been the, the turning of that game into an entertainment situation on a Sabbath day. And sadly, many of our Protestant people are taking that double journey across the water to see their team play on the Lord's Day instead of coming into the house of God. God will never bless a nation where they are forsaken God. God will never uh, bless a nation that is turning its back on God. That is why, dear friends, tomorrow at the service in Westminster Abbey, you and I need to be on our knees praying that God would be exalted greatly and that God's name would be exalted and lifted up so that men there, women, young people whoever see that, and that will be broadcast throughout the world to millions and millions of people, that they may turn again to Christ. Because, friends, that is the only answer for this land of ours to turn again. That God will deliver us from the iniquity and the sin that has happened. God did that in the 1859 revival. God did it again in the in the Lewis revival in the in the late 40s and early 50s. He did it through Billy Graham at Harrogate. He did it through W. P. Nicholson, and we could go on and on and on. But my friends, today my soul desire and my heart's desire is that God would come and visit this land again in revival, mighty revival power, that we might see men and women coming and crying for salvation, that, we, that you and I might be used in a time to redeem, a time to bring people back to God, and to bring people back to remember that the commandments of God has been given. And Jesus Christ said, a new commandment that I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And every commandment in that book is, is for us to keep. Every law that has been given in that book, in the ten the Ten Commandments, is given for you and I to keep. And so as we remember today, the wonderful life of the Queen, remember today the wonderful, gracious, godly, uplifting life of the Lord Jesus Christ, above all else, we can remember today that he has given us this command to go into all the world and to preach the gospel. I must give you a challenge. Because in the Bible, we've looked at that word remember, looked at it there in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. But I want to look, look it back to Luke's Gospel chapter 16 and verse 25, where there was a man who was down in the very caverns of hell, and the word came direct from heaven to him Son, remember. Remember in thy lifetime. Remember all the good that you had. Remember that you rejected God's way of salvation. Is that not a call for you and I to to go out to a call to redeem? A call to preach and to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ? And then for those of you today who maybe are walking with Christ, I want you to remember this. I want you to remember Lot's wife. Lot's wife was down in Sodom and Gomorrah. And I don't want to say anything about that. Because you and I know exactly the state of our land and the state of our nation. And there is God called those people out of that sin. And as they made their way from those two cities, Lot's wife turned back. And my friends, the word of God tells us that God rained fire and brimstone upon the sin of those cities. And if God doesn't judge Ulster and God doesn't judge Britain and what's happening across the world today, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah. You see, it's a a time that we need to redeem, a time we need to, to go out and draw people back to Christ. Because God is faithful and God is wonderful in his redemption. Regardless of the realm of life, the Lord can be trusted this morning to stand on every promise. And every promise in that book will be fulfilled. Whether that promise is to the child of God to take him to glory. Or the child who rejects God it will take him down into the condemned a place called what God calls hell. Those promises are all true today. And Moses says this. He says, "I want you to beware." Oh, you go to a. Sometimes we, we went to a field in our younger days and we saw this this notice: "Beware of the bull," didn't we? Well, Moses says, "I want you to be beware." Beware and don't forget the Lord your God. Don't forget the Lord your God in your home. Don't forget the Lord your God in encouraging those in your home to come to the the house of God each Lord's Day. Don't forget to encourage those around you in your neighborhood to come into this place where God's word will be preached. To come into this place where their souls can be reached for Christ. To come into this place where they can be able to say that they can stand in the promises of Christ our Savior. Moses says, I want you, friends, to beware. A people that God had delivered from iniquity in Egypt, a people that God had delivered from all their sin. And Moses says, I want you to beware. God has given you these commandments. I want you to keep them. I want you to keep the Sabbath day. I want you to honor the Lord with everything that you have in your time, and your substance, and in your money. I want you to keep the, the commandments of God towards your fellow men. Thou shalt honor thy father and mother. Thou shalt not commit adultery, not steal, not bear false witness, not kill, not covet your neighbor's uh, good will. God says, I want you to keep the commandments of that I've given to you. But the one command that I want you to keep is this. I want you all to repent and be converted, every one of you in the name of Christ for the forgiveness of sin. Because he says, I'm not willing that you perish, but that all would come to repentance. And God says, I take no delight in the death of those who are out of Christ. Because one day I'm going to have to cast them away from my presence eternally. I ask you that question again. Have you thought about your soul? I want to just quote the last two verses of that. Don't forget your days are numbered, though you may be riding high. But like all of us poor mortals, someday you'll just be up and die. Your success and fame and glory won't be worth the barely toll. Let me ask you just one question. Have you thought about your soul? If you've never thought it over, I want you to spend some time today. There's nothing more important that will ever come your way than the joy of sin forgiven and to know that you've been made whole. In the name of Christ the Savior, have you thought about your soul? A time to remember and a time to redeem. And may God help us today to go forth in that and do it for his will and his glory alone. Let us pray. Our Father, we do thank thee today that the Lord Jesus Christ came in the fullness of time. He came to redeem us who were under the law. We thank thee, Lord, that you delivered the children of Israel from sin and bondage from in Egypt. And we praise thee that you're able to deliver every soul that's in sound of the voice of the preacher this morning from sin and from evil. And we pray, our God, that you would write the message of the gospel in every heart that we have heard the joyful sound that Jesus saves and there's no other saviour from sin. There's no other way of salvation because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. We pray now, our Father, that you would bless your word. Lord, instill that word into all of our hearts that we might live lives that are honourable to thee and that through our lives and through our witness that we would bring glory to the one who's seated at thy right hand, because we ask it all in his name and for his sake and for his glory alone. Amen. Our closing praise is uh, one called Tears and Celebrations by Catherine Jenkins, and it's to the tune of Here is Love Vast as the ocean." After the benediction, I would ask you please to remain standing for the singing of the first verse of the National Anthem. And now unto him who is able to keep us from falling, that he will keep our hearts and our minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Rest, abide, and remain with each one of us throughout this day and forevermore. Amen.